My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. I'm Skye. And wow, lately the world has been in some turmoil, has it not? Uh, you know, we've all been dealing with lots of stuff. 2020 keeps keeps coming and it just don't stop coming and it don't stop coming and it don't stop coming. But, uh, you know, there's some hope on the horizon. Uh, fun, good things, good things are coming out of all this unrest. I, I see positivity. Uh, and so today in a semi-related, we wanted to, you know, bring it back to another time in history. And so we all watched the movie Anarchist from Colony, which is on Viki. You can watch it on Viki. Um, it is a film based on a very true story about a 22-year-old anarchist, a Korean anarchist in the 20s, uh, who lived in Japan and ran a anarchist club and then was arrested as a front to hide a massacre of Korean people living in Japan. And then was put on a very sensationalized over the top trial um, with a very put upon prosecutor who clearly did not want to be there and a judge who also did not want to be there. And probably the greatest defense lawyer who was actually a labor dispute lawyer who actually did want to be there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's a really, it's a really interesting story. Anyway, uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Anarchist from Colony. Somebody take it from me, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, to give a little bit of backstory on how we got to this point, too. So there is a website where you can wa where we thought North Americans in general mm -hmm. could watch some Korean films. Um, and we'll have a link in our stuff. But it's it's pretty much like the New York Korean Cultural Center or something to that effect. And until the end of June, they're having all these movies for free that you could watch. So like we thought that was pretty cool. And there's a movie on there called Secret Mission. And it has to, it's a historical movie that has to do with the Japanese occupation um, and how the Korean language struggled to survive and how people pretty much had to work really hard for it to survive and stuff. So we were going to watch that, but we figured out Canada is not allowed to watch all those bum, movies bum, on that website. Yeah. So as, we, as usual, Canada is not so, the of our international podcast. Like. Right. So a lot of our listeners do not live in America. So we apologize that that resource does not work for everybody. But if you happen to live in America, check it out until the end of June, free movies. Um, so that's how it started, and then we realized we couldn't watch that movie, and Natalia had seen Anarchist from Colony before, and mm -hmm. so she recommended it, since it was a historical film, all those things. About so, the same-ish sort of topic. Similar-ish. Or at Similar least we were trying to, like, not just do, like, a funny comedy. We wanted to, like, yeah. watch something that had a little bit more weight and a little bit more of, like, a, a learning aspect to it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and for once, we didn't get, like, 
Shanghai and get like a completely different movie than what we thought we were getting. Right. Like it yeah, actually was what we thought we were yeah. watching the entire way through. There were no movie, ghosts. This movie like, kind of got it all. Like there's there's humor there's, in it. There's oh, funny yeah. parts. There's, there's so some like funny. really good not inappropriate but appropriate romance stuff. I mean like, like a, a found love, family. The found family of anarchists. There's political intrigue. There's the most over the top, but probably not that over the top racist villain. Like it's got it all. Mm-hmm. Like definitely played by a Korean, by the way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Japanese Minister of the Interior was not played by a Japanese man. I don't. Let's I don't see any of the the people who were Japanese in this movie. Person. However, <laughs> I mean, didn't the main actor, didn't he do a pretty good job with his Japanese, like, decent? Mm. I mean, like, I yeah. can't, like, say because I'm not, like, right. Know, but, like, I, I, I like felt Japanese. it sounded, like, good. Like, I yeah. do, because yeah. it definitely, the, the movie does have Japanese in it a lot, and they mm-hmm. use it a lot. And there are, like, times in the movie where it's, like, a, a specific thing so like the one character would be speaking in Japanese and he refuses to speak in Japanese even if he knows what it is so he'll speak in Korean and mm-hmm. there's like you know kind of like strife between that so a lot of the movie does is in both languages right mm-hmm. I like the way they did that how there were often scenes where one character was speaking in Japanese and one was speaking in Korean, but they're having a conversation with each mm-hmm. other because they both understood both, but they yeah. spoke yeah. in their own language. That was yeah, and they were freezing like to like switch. Yeah, it was good. It was it's just like a really good movie. And it's like there's violence in it, but it's not so violent that like like I think that like a thirteen year old could watch this movie, like a fourteen year old and it wouldn't yeah. be too bad. Yeah, I was like I would only say that, like, maybe it would bore them. Like, I yeah. don't know that there's enough. Because the movie does heavily feature the, like, capture in the, the courtroom scenes of mm-hmm. this whole entire thing. Like, that's where most of the movie lies. Yeah. Uh, so there's not a lot of, like, introduction Action. or, like, yeah. extra things. It kind of just, like, little stuff happens and then, bam, this happens. And so, like, most of it's that. So it's say, mm-hmm. like maybe they wouldn't be interested in it, but, like, it's definitely yeah. not, I wouldn't say it would be bad for... No, it, like, wouldn't be inappropriate to show... No, I'd let my yeah. kids watch it. Not my youngest, obviously, but he'd also be bored, right? Like, nine, yeah. he's not... But, like, enough, you... It, but. It's, it's really interesting because they don't actually take the time to really explain too much about historical things because since this was a movie for Koreans, the historical things, like the March 10th move and everything... If you're Korean, you yeah, already know what that is. Yeah. So they just sort of skim over how it's related. But so, you know, I would probably look that up before watching the movie if you don't already know what it is. Uh, and there are a lot of articles out now, especially mm-hmm. after the movie came out, where a lot of people, like, you know, reference stuff. And, like, there's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. actual ways to find out a lot about what, what's going on in the movie. Yeah. It's a really good movie, though. And it's, it like, is, it's, yeah. more, it's more of, like, a character study than anything else, like, because it's more about who these two, it's, it's not so much just about him, the main character, but also about his wife, who was 
more fervently an anarchist than he was, if we're going to be honest. For sure, yeah. And she wasn't even Korean, but... No. No, she was I, uh, Japanese, and she hated Japan, like... Yeah. I was reading about her, and apparently she started in anarchy, but she, by the time, like, she was fully in prison and everything, she was, she uh, considered herself a nihilist at that mm-hmm. point. She was, like, just even more, like, nope, just end everything, end it all. It was yeah, interesting and to it was, read about. Like, her. It's really interesting, because I find that the movie focuses a lot on sort of the interconnection between these, between various people even people who've never met like so it focuses a lot on like the the villain of the story who's the Japanese minister of the interior who seems to have like a real personal grudge against this anarchist despite the fact he has never met him and he just hates Koreans so much that he's decided to take out all of his hatred towards Koreans on this one dude who really didn't, he really didn't do, he was kind of an incompetent revolutionary. They couldn't get a bomb to work. That was like the whole premise that they were going to bomb someone, but they couldn't get a bomb and they couldn't make a bomb. And then the earthquake, they did get a bomb, yeah. but the earthquake caused them to not be able to get to the bomb or whatever. Yeah. And use like, so it's like, yeah, I do think it was interesting. Um, to see, especially when you don't know, like to see how they did really use that earthquake as a way to hide stuff, and then they oh, yeah, they realized sure. that like they needed a little bit more, and how like the government really was using this natural disaster as a way to like further the agenda of yeah, like was, killing were, off as much as they can. Yeah, they were literally using a natural disaster as a means to start a genocide. Mm-hmm. Well, and it did. was almost like they did, but. It was also because the people were rioting after the, yeah. like, after the earthquake, because the emperor wasn't doing anything to help restore their lives. And yeah, because it was, like, really yeah, they terrible. They were angry that the empire wasn't helping the people whose livelihoods and homes had been so, destroyed. So, in in what we've seen historically time and time again, the government's decision was to distract people by making up a fake racist-based story, i.e. Koreans are using this to poison the wells, which doesn't really make sense because the Korean people living in Japan also needed to take water from the same wells. But, you know, racist-fueled arguments rarely make logical sense. They don't need Um, to have a lot before they have, like, a validation to do what they want to. So then, then that spurned the military and vigilantes to go out and kill thousands of which I would say like if we were like worried about something there is I like now I'm remembering the scene yeah it doesn't show it it, but but there is a a pretty like rough scene which it needed to be in there like it definitely should have because like this is what they were doing it was that they went up to a, a, a little girl who I don't even know what her age was. Like, I'd say probably 10. About 10. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they went up to her and asked her to, like, say some words in Japanese, and she couldn't, so they killed her. And she was obviously already there traumatized because she didn't have a house. Her parents were probably already yeah. dead from the earthquake. 
It yeah. It was so tough. then. <laughs> so then they realize, oh, we fucked up. We killed way too many Koreans, and people are going to be really upset about that because. That's it's going to be hard good. to explain why yeah. 6,000 Koreans died in the earthquakes, but, like, only a couple hundred Japanese did. Yeah, like, and, like, that, and, that and like might a couple days sketchy. after the earthquake. Yeah, yeah people are going to start to realize. So then they're like, okay, we now need another distraction. We need a fall guy to, like, distract everyone from this genocide we've started. So then along comes our incompetent anarchist, uh, basically admits to being a criminal mastermind. Like, and he does it, like, you definitely get the sense that he does it so that the others won't have to suffer. So he literally takes one for the team. And he just, like, he's like, you know what, this, like, the one thing I have about me is that, like, I can maybe match them with yeah. like conversation and like the weight of my words and he was clearly do one, something. Of, one of the smartest members of his ragtag team of anarchists it was him and the other like the one other dude who were clearly the brains of the operation but what was interesting is that while he was like yeah none of my friends had anything to do with it and they were like what about your girlfriend but he had made a promise with her that he would never disrespect her like as a comrade. Yeah. So he said she can make up her own decisions about whatever she decides she was a part of, and I will agree with her. <laughs> and so she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the salt Peter myself. I, it was all me, bitches. Like, I was doing it. I, I Yeah, she was, she was, she was so good, she was though. Crazy. She's really good. It was, actually, it was that that was like the romance, like that that's a big romantic scene when it happens is this like whole concept of him like letting her take yeah, the no, fall with him because yeah. he respects her personhood and she's allowed to make decisions for herself. And you're like, this is kind of twisted, but it's actually kind of cool, too. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, okay. he respects her as like a human before yeah. his, you know, his common law wife, because that's essentially... He, yeah. Uh, but actually, it was really interesting because there's another, there's like all these Japanese characters that come out. But the one that I found the most interesting was actually the prison guard. Because mm. um, there's this prison guard who just sort of is there. And uh, at the beginning, he's like, these people are fucking nuts. Like, they're crazy. And they're idiots. But then by the end, he has, like, a strange sort of respect for them because he keeps reading all the things that she's writing about her thoughts and her life. Mm -hmm. And and so you get the impression that he kind of feels bad for being a part of what was essentially a sham trial, like, and everyone knows it was, so. (sighs) And at one point... You can tell near the end of her time in that specific place, uh, he returned a lot of the stuff that he read from her. Of course, didn't ask permission to, but whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I corrected some misspellings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that, you that's care. the closest. That's the closest they 
came to a grudging friendship right, right. then. Yeah. And then, then there's the prosecutor. Oh, boy. Never has someone, in my experience, better, like, translated a character who does not want to be involved in the situation he's involved in more than this actor, who I've seen... What was he in? I saw him in something recently. Oh, it's... Hospital Playlist. That's right! He played the, the intern... The... The, second male lead or whatever i don't uh, yeah he's like the not the intern but he's like a president i don't know like yeah i don't know speak. what I don't, he's the, the, the in uh, in neurosurgery the neurosurgery resident it was he was yeah. a resident he was a resident yeah um, he just he was whatever it's like under like he couldn't do surgeries by himself whatever that yeah <laughs> doctor uh, speak is the one who used to be who used to be uh in the military that guy yeah uh, He's also been in a ton of other things, and yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, I, and I can't remember what it is, but I'm pretty sure he plays a villain in it, because he's one of those guys, you, like, look at him, and you're like, he's gonna be evil, isn't he? You just, like, want him to be but, like, evil. But he has, like, cause, but he has, like, a nice face. He has like, a nice not, face. But it's I think not like it's just, he, like, he, like, exudes villainy. It's just, like, you you could, you, you'd be like, know. oh, oh, you could suddenly be the villain, but, like, no one would ever suspect it. So it's like how some people have cop face. You know, you know, cop face. You know what I'm talking about. I wish I could remember. I'm like I'm Jisoo has that. cop face. Yeah, Jisoo has. has it's cop like soft face. cop face. But like, well, that's why he keeps getting kept as cops. Yeah, like the, the guy, the guy who played the older brother in um uh strong, not strong one. The guy who played the older brother in weightlifting fairy Kim Bok Joo. He's got cop face. <laughs> like he's got. Cop face, and there was one, there was someone else I was thinking of who like has real cop face energy. But... <laughs> anyway, I think the movie centers a lot on ideologies too. Like, yeah. so that's kind of another reason why you kind of wonder about not like super young kids, but even kind of preteen, they'd be fine watching it, but you wonder how much they would absorb care about those particular mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see this being the sort of movie that they would like show in like a high school history class. Yeah, I think it would be a really good movie for like if you were already teaching the subject yeah. and then going into it. I think it would be like a lot more enjoyable for that age group, like specifically. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like if you're just like you want a Saturday night movie, kids, <laughs> like, <laughs> let's sit down and learn about history. <laughs> This is a Today, good. Today we're going to learn about what a sham trial is. All right. <laughs> Here's what scapegoat means. Do, 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 do. This is what martial law looked like in the yeah. 20s in Japan. <laughs> Not great. This is a good movie to show you why martial law is a bad idea. Yay! <laughs> and how racism sucks. Yeah, how racism doesn't end well for anyone it yeah. did hit really close to home given the current situation oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah yeah it did um so like, many you know, scenes it's like you're it's set in the 20s and i think like a lot of people not the people in this podcast particularly because we talk about this sort of stuff a lot but a lot of people like to think that like humans have gotten better since like oh the old timey written no no they really haven't and like a movie like this shows you like 
yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, it's got all the cast of characters that, you know, you see again here. They, got- so many of the conversations and the things, like, especially in the, um, I want to say war room, but, like, the the council Political, meetings and stuff. Yeah, council stuff, yeah. It's, like, the exact same conversations that we're seeing now, this week, coming yeah. out of the news and coming from, like, rhetoric that's coming from senators and stuff and you're I like mean, just, just like don't change do they like the like all the the talk they were when they were discussing all the like issues they had after the earthquake it was just like that was even like really close to home you're like oh my gosh yeah. this and yeah. we really didn't plan it this way like it really wasn't intentional in that and respect like, literally we just wanted and to so, watch a historical movie and this was available and I already knew it was good. Well, Natalia, you knew where it was coming from. Well, no, so like... I, had, I had seen it the year it came out. So that was 2017. So that was three years ago. So I had sort of like forgotten all of like the subtle, like, <laughs> and so I was watching it and I was like, oh, this is very relevant oh. <laughs> to our current state of affairs now, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you've got, yeah. you've got like the, the police and the government coming up with fake crimes that aren't actually happening as a pretext to arrest people for existing. Um, and rights just going right out of the yeah, window. Just, yeah. Whoo, yeah. No, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You've got mm-hmm. institutionalized racism causing lots yeah. of problems in society. It's, you know, it's a very relevant film. And I think it's it's really interesting to see because a lot of people like in the West, a lot of white people, I'm going to go with a lot of white people in the West, like they don't see their own complicity, complicitness. Thank you. Complicity. Complicity. Is that a word? I think so. Anyway, they don't see how they're. (laughs) They don't see how they're complicit in the system, like, and so this short, this, these sorts of movies, like, demonstrate, like, yeah, the prosecutor, he was a good guy, you know, he wasn't a bad dude, but he still put the guy on trial, Mm -hmm. even though he didn't think he should, so it's like, and then you have like the the lawyer, right? Who who is a genuinely good guy, a Japanese guy who spends his whole life uh, working for underprivileged Koreans. And it's very interesting. Was the first non-Korean to receive the Korean Medal of Honor. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. So it's like it shows like all of these like archetypes that aren't even archetypes because they exist in reality. And these mm. people were real people, too. Yeah. And they exist in today's reality, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene where they're, like, forcibly not letting the journalists into the area, too, and, like, stopping yeah. them from, like, you know, pursuing the truth and writing about the truth. And, the, yeah. and, and it's, then, it's journalists and then, from everywhere. And then and then there's another another one where mm-hmm. after, after the trial and all the government forces all of the Japanese newspapers to put out a false story of how they reacted after the trial, whereas only the, like, the small Korean newspaper is telling the truth of, like, so, yeah, yeah these things are all relevant things. I know, I know for me personally, sometimes I do think that, like, historical movies don't, 
they I think if you asked me like a few years back if historical mm-hmm. movies were more of a it's a learning experience and hopefully history won't repeat itself. Like if you, mm-hmm. if you learn enough from whatever, hopefully, you know, like for instance, if you watch something about the diary of Anne Frank, like you would hope if you watch all this stuff, you know, but, and that's also a reason why I like sci-fi stuff. Cause mm-hmm. sci-fi, you can be like pretty on the nose with things, but if you throw aliens in, like, you know, you can say a lot of things about politics or racism and stuff. And it's just kind yeah. of covered a bit. But with historical films or dramas or whatever, I've come to learn that, like, history repeats itself a lot, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. I find historical films like this, and I, I find this is a very interesting historical film in the sense that most history is told by victors. And let us be honest, Korea was not the winner in most of its history with Japan. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see that this is actually written from the point of view of the people who lost, essentially. So that's that's an uncommon mm-hmm. historical like mm-hmm. situation. But also I find historical films like this, they're less of like a this is what happened exactly and more of a mirror towards showing people like this is what still is happening. And if you think it's horrible here you should still think it's horrible right now right because yeah yeah for sure so, you know, so if you, you know, you're picking up what we're putting down here listeners, <laughs> you, you can figure out our political stance on what's going on these days we try not to be too political on here but you know, I was sometimes. gonna say, you know, usually we're really funny and talk about a lot of silly stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we didn't go that route this week, but yeah. I think that's a that's an important thing to talk about. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the reason we're not being like super on the nose is pretty much everyone that's going to be caring to listen to us, you already know what we're talking about. So like, yeah, we don't like, need to mm-hmm. like, lay it out for you for the five billionth time. You know. What's yeah, and up. I think like a lot of people who listen to us, like they they already follow us on social media and stuff. Uh, so they they know what we've been posting recently. Like they already know. Um, In case you don't, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, right? we're talking about Black Lives Matter and how yeah they do. And yeah, police brutality is is not good. I don't and a real thing. Not it's, it's, it's not, not a fake safe. thing. It's it's mm-hmm. a real thing. Um, I'm not I'm not entirely sure how people can even still deny it after seeing most of the, but you know what? Listen, I don't know other people's lives. I don't know how little they know or how ignorant they are. Um, But yeah. But, but also at the same time, it's like if they're a North American listening to a podcast about Asian entertainment, I feel like they're probably not inclined towards racist ideology to begin with but that just might be me <laughs> like there's you might know, hope but we would know. hope that uh only anti-racists listen to us uh that's fingers crossed um i i would encourage you though if you do find yourself ignorant on a topic with mm. everything that's going on seek out resources for yourself yeah, yes. like mm. there's a ton of stuff out there right now 
um, don't ask for somebody to hold your hand because yeah. no, they they don't need to. <laughs> um, I think it's it's really important to like realize that we all make mistakes, and you know some of it is in the way that we were brought up. So like some of it could very well not possibly not actually be your fault. And I and I know that it's a human it's human nature to want to kind of defend yourself and like be like mm-hmm. and come in you know come at it as like an offense and like feel like you're being personally attacked but I think this is like the best time to kind of really hone in on that and like realize that maybe it's not an attack and before you want to attack like really like listen to what is being told to you and then go seek out the resources yourself and yeah. find out why it's an attack because if you are feeling that, then there is something to it. So figure mm-hmm. out why and, and don't continue to spread the, the you know, hate or anger. Mm-hmm. Just, like, educate yourself and figure yeah. out what's going on. And and don't, and as Guy said, don't make people um, do the work for you. Because everybody has their things that they're doing yeah. already. And there's so many more resources and, like, as we said, we've been posting on social media and we've been re- sharing stuff and there's like, there's resources out there that are actually pretty mm-hmm. easy to attain. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely something, it's a time for you to really like sit and like think about it because you can change too. Like yeah. it, just because there's... you, you were the one way in the past does not mean that you can't be a better you in the future. Well, and I can even share a personal story with that. Like, let's say over a decade ago when I first first learned about the words cultural appropriation and I had no like I, I had no clue what that was right and so as I learned about it yeah at first you have that like natural tendency to be like but I'm you know I'm not racist like I didn't mean mm-hmm. to and the reality was I was ignorant ignorant is not about bad word I simply did yeah. not know and so I you know I went I went deep into that because like I was raised in Oklahoma. So specifically cultural appropriation with native Americans was like a thing. And so that's particularly what I was looking at then. And then it spread to African-American cultural appropriation. And um, so throughout my college time and then onward, like, yeah, pretty quick had to be like, Oh, it kind of hurts at first. Cause you do feel a little attacked, but then, okay, learn, figure it out grow as a person figure out where you need to stand and be an ally and you know how you need to view some stuff and change your perspectives and grow like and it does not make you a hypocrite that yeah you're raised a certain way or you realistically had no clue Mm -hmm. but just because you had no clue that's not an excuse like yeah you know you can admit like there's something incredibly freeing about admitting that you didn't know something and you are now a better person. So growing is important in life. And if you just choose to be so caught up in sort of a internalized fear and anger and, you know, indignation that you're like, no, like, you know, I, I would, it's, don't just like be open and admit like, yeah, I was stupid. I didn't know something, but that's okay because I know now and I can change and I can help other people change who also don't know. Yep. Mm. And so, and cause there's, there's always an opportunity to do the right thing. And the important part about life is not like 
that you once did a wrong thing. It's that you can now do a right thing instead. Mm-hmm. And even learning to listen to others. And if on a particular mm-hmm. subject, their voice does need to be heard way, way more yeah. than yours does. And realizing realizing your role as a person with your racial background yeah. or with your socioeconomic background or with whatever background, like mm-hmm. realizing that your selfish personal role is not always as big as you think it should be. Like, yeah. oh, other people should actually be heard above me. Mm-hmm. Oh, how could I help other people be heard? Because the system is obviously silencing them horrifically. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's all a learning process. I know right now I'm in a learning process of even yeah. more stuff that I didn't know before. So like, We're all still learning. It doesn't, like... Yeah change anything like and it's just it's about just accepting others and listening and being allowed you're allowing Mm -hmm. yourself to grow and learn yeah Yeah. just being open to new experiences and new people and the ability to grow and become a better person i'd seen a couple of times on twitter this past week is people from sort of the opposite perspective as myself, um, pulling up the way that Korea um, deposed their their president a few years ago and saying, see, look at this peaceful protest. They got things done with peace. No. And for those people, I would just like to say, no, <laughs> history, years and years and years of violence that happened and, yeah. and violent protest and violent, like, Yes, that one single candlelit vigil happened and it was peaceful, but it was preceded by years and years of of violence. Like, yeah, just like and you're also not seeing it all, too. Yeah. An international viewer. Yeah. (laughs) But you can I mean, you could watch films like Anarchist from Colony. You can go on Netflix and watch Mr. Sunshine and watch Mm. Chicago Typewriter and you can get. Again, it's going to be a snapshot. It's a a prettier picture in some ways than what actually happened. But it's a mm-hmm. way to start fitting some of those puzzle pieces together and be like, okay, like, yeah, this doesn't just happen overnight. They didn't just wake up one morning and say, now mm-hmm. we as Koreans are done with corruption. So we are going to just sweep that away. And like, it's like they put so up with a lot for a lot of years. <laughs> Because because that, that, like, argument, it's like, yeah, for every, like, candlelit vigil, there was, you know, ten, you know, not filmed things of, like, students being dragged out of, you know, by cops or, you know, people being yeah. beaten or pepper spray. Like, no, it's not, you know, I change yeah. doesn't happen in a beautiful, peaceful vacuum. And I actually have become sort of like really annoyed at one subset of people who basically who use uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s like, oh, but look, you know that he was assassinated, right? He was the most hated man in America. <laughs> like, Yeah. No. He was, I follow his like, daughter Bernice on Twitter and she's yeah. always saying like, you didn't know my dad like I knew my dad yeah. and that's that's not who he was. That half of a quote is not my father. He was an yeah, entire human being. Like It also yeah. kind of just stems back 
of listening. Like, yeah, you don't put words in his mouth. Listen mm-hmm. to what he said, and then focus on that and learn from that and grow from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this movie is actually a very good conversation starter. As you can see, and is very relevant to our times, and is a very well-made movie too. Oh yeah, I would say, I mean, it there there is a little bit of levity in it, um, Mm. but you still have to be in an emotional place where you can handle it, especially given the current situation. Yeah. So it still is a serious film considering the topic. So just make sure that like you're down for that before you press play. A different mental state and what we can. So like. Just understand that. But it does have a lot of people a that lot. you know. Oh, so we didn't like even say our, our main star is E.J. Hoon. <laughs> so yeah. you have That's him. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning, my dudes. <laughs> Tip of the iceberg. Um, uh, the, the female is uh, Che Hee So. I mean, there's, there's a, I mean, a, a lot of the people in the, the their club are just... Yeah, people and you the, know and recognize. And, and then one one of the characters is like this Korean reporter. Uh, he what what's his name? The actor. He's in, oh. he was in uh he was in Let's Fight Ghost. He played, played the evil ghost. <laughs> what's his name? Okay. He has such for? a nice face. I had he has such up, like a but... sweet looking face. No. I always like every time I see him, I'm always like mm, yeah. He's like I hate to say it, that guy is like visually my ideal man is that guy from what's my ghost who played the villain <laughs> what's his name on the rolls it's not like reporter like, yeah, no, like not as yeah. you'll have to go to like uh asian wiki Quan his name is, yes that is his oh, okay. name yeah, Quan yeah. Yul. yes so handsome he's very handsome but Oh, yes. Maybe it's because yes. for son bring it on his, ghost. I always think he's a bad guy now. Whenever I see his face, I'm like In the My not, Drama list, he doesn't look like him. That's like the thing you like look through. And you're yeah. like, we'll that on, doesn't on, look like him. And now you know. Yeah. So, on, and then also I remembered the other guy. Um he was uh, the the kind of evil character in God's Quiz the last season, and that's why I want to yeah. punch him every single time I see him. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, no, like sorry. I, I, on, on Asian Wiki, they actually, like, show you their character, like, in the movie. Sorry. Oh, in the, in the yeah. Movie. Oh, this fella, y- your ideal guy, Natalia, um, he is Egon's father. Yeah, I know. I was just about to say that. I was like, right, he's in King Eternal Monarch. I was like, that <laughs> would have probably been. He was the king. Anyway, I just um, find yeah. him so cute. <laughs> like he has like a face that you could bring home to your mom you know what I mean <laughs> you're just like oh okay like See, for me of this cast it would be um Min Jin Wong who played the like the yeah, co-conspirator the I love oh, him yeah. like, so I just his, yeah I mean like EJ Hoon is nice to look at too oh but, well, like, yeah I mean it well, doesn't really matter <laughs> like that's whole oh. other level, right there. Well, Minjin, he was he was the uh, secretary in Memories of the Alhambra, and we all have a tie yes. with that. Yes, we love him. Right. <laughs> uh, this, this movie did actually have some Japanese people in it. Oh, good. Like, actual <laughs> Japanese actors. The guy who played the lawyer was Japanese. Yeah. As was I don't know 
I don't know who he played. Um, uh, yeah, there are a few Japanese names. Not a lot, but a few. Yeah. Just, a... just a couple. Oh, Fujishita was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the lawyer. Uh... Yeah, he was like their, no, yeah, he was think... he was part of the anarchy group, wasn't he? He was the guy that got tortured. Who'd you see? No, 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 no. That guy, you mean names? That... I'm not gonna remember. Did you guys recognize the young man in prison? That's what he's billed as under. So the young man in prison, which I can't, I don't remember there being don't a random do. young man in prison. But he's the second lead from Romance's bonus book. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was looking through, I was like, I recognize him. What do I know him from? Yeah. Second lead for Romance's bonus book, The Puppy from that show. Right, right. <laughs> Prison the Korean puppy. Young Man. Prison Korean Young Man. You're right. right. Yeah. I, I, on, on Asian Wiki, he's listed as Prison Korean Young Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally not remembering that seat. Like, I am not remembering him, but. Vigilance Committee One, Number Five Interrogation Room, yeah. Gatekeeper. I always love just like descriptive names. Oh, I like Detective, this one. Terrorist. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the context of this sh- this movie, it's like terrorist. Well, which what part are we? Real terrorist about? or like <laughs> fake terrorist or drunk terrorist wannabe or uh, drunk customer? Oh, just. That's one for the real, my dudes. Uh, <laughs> when yeah, she takes care of the drunk customer, I love that scene. That was such a good scene. Mm-hmm. Like, when she's, like, throwing soup, and he's like, but that was our soup. She's like, eh, too so, bad. <laughs> one thing I did want to say earlier about the two lead characters is they both kind of act unhinged, like, half oh. the time. And it is so yeah. enjoyable to watch. Like, you get the impression that they kind of were unhinged, which was why they were anarchists together, <laughs> mm-hmm. willing to admit to a fake assassination of the emperor plot <laughs> right. to be a part of it. Like, you have to be insane. Especially because they knew that they were going to die. Like, that's yeah, well, your end. That is, that, that, like, that's the, that end, the end game. The end goal. Yeah, for them to be killed together by the Japanese government. But they're very very intelligent, unhinged people. Like, yeah. mm. You know, when we were talking before about the, Jesse was talking about the journalists and the scene where, like, the journalists Mm. are all being kicked out and everything. And it's clear that that was the whole plan. That was Park Yul's whole plan. If I take this to court, he mm-hmm. was the first Korean to be tried for treason. Treason, yes. And so it was national, like it was international news. Mm-hmm. And he knew it would be international news. And he knew foreigners would come mm-hmm. and they, they would have the chance to tell them about the massacre. Yeah. And yeah. And, 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 and that's what the journalist like, guy played by a oh. little sweetheart uh, does. Because the journalists don't speak. Korean, so the only people telling the truth are the Korean like news sheet, and the the they have like these white reporters who are like, what does this what does this say? And he's like, there was a huge massacre of Korean people, and he pulls out really, and he's like, the numbers might even be bigger than we may never know how many. Now some nicely fluent English to like, beautiful, it all. 
Yeah, it was. Oh, he does. He's just so handsome. I just like him. Like I know, like you know, he's like like a little sex pop. No, on heels wear it at my dude. He's like okay. Like DJ was like the hot guy that you like have like a summer fling with. Okay. Oh no, I, I think like, he's like the adorable guy that you like fall in because he's just like so sweet and dorky. But like he's like real hot, you know? Like, but you're like, oh, I don't know if like you know, I feel like he's too hot, but like Quan Yule is like attainable like, hot. He's just like you know, he's like the nice the nice guy next door, like who brings your grandma her newspaper from the end of the street every day and. Helps your mom with the dishes. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, sounds like there's going to be a fanfic of Natalia. Your name fanfic. (laughs) Natalia is the statue guy. Natalia, I mean Y slash N. I can never read your name fix because my brain only sees Y. Yes, no. I'm like... I don't know if you uh, choose yes. your adventure. I don't. I don't understand. Ah, uh, yes, our our intrepid hero. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are there so many questions? <laughs> Is this a test? <laughs> oh my God, fan fiction. Why? Just write in a fake name, people. Yeah. Like just yeah. write in your name. If yeah, you know, if they want like, to, they're gonna insert their own name. You don't have to. Yeah, it's like say make that. up a fake name or put your actual name. In it stop it it's like i'm sorry putting in yn if it's not like done as a joke is a coward's way out <laughs> write a name in there <laughs> anyway <laughs> so we ended up pretty silly in the end i said yeah i think that's here, here we are <laughs> like we you know we can't we can't be too serious like this is supposed to be a fun good time and you know, we but, want to bring some joy in a dark, dark place. But whenever we do have to be serious, we are serious. Because that yeah. type of topic is, yeah. Mm-hmm. You get, and this movie is both serious and a good time. Like, it's an yeah. enjoyable movie. And it's a learning experience, which is nice mm-hmm. when you can get both. And it's very that. pretty. Like, it's beautifully filmed. So. Yeah. And it is a taint, like, even though as an international audience we might be a little removed from some of the historical events mm-hmm. and stuff. Still, the way it was told was very, very clear. Like, I wasn't, I did not mm-hmm. feel lost at yeah, all. No. They yeah, did a very no. good job at that. One of the things I wondered watching it was um, they portrayed the Japanese emperor as being very far removed from everything that happened and very, like, almost sympathetic. Like, oh, we can't do these things. Like, can we? And they're mm. like, oh, just leave it up to us. And I wonder how realistic that is or if that was just a plot device of the storytelling. Like, we have to just – we're just going to make this interior minister the bad guy and we're just going to focus all the bad there or well, if it I feel was like or spread around or, you know. like – you know, sort of a deific royalty. I feel like a lot of the times they're more puppet heads of state than anything else. Um, so I feel like that would probably be pretty accurate to because it almost reality. like seemed like he was very like it, nothing happened. Like let's just you know, like he wanted to 
pardon them in the end and stuff. And you, you're just like, I just, I'm curious. I'm curious how he's almost portrayed nice in a sense. And you're kind of like, how nice was he? Like, I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. History oh. could probably tell you. Yeah, yeah, we we it's may true. never know. Uh, probably it was no better or worse than any other. It's you know it's always history, with any you know? historical thing, right? <laughs> Anything, any historical fiction that you re- read or mm. watch, it's always a question, right? Which parts of this are accurate? Which parts of this are fantasy? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like for for it example, still makes a good story. For example, like you know, there's like the story of um the prince that the the king the korean prince who was shut up in the the rice box <laughs> for six days to die but like so there's a lot of like movies and things where he, you know this is seen as like oh like this evil father wanting to murder his son but then when you actually like look into historical records you find out very quickly that this guy was unhinged was a rapist like murdered a bunch of maids and then you're just like Oh, <laughs> it's a little more nuanced than like dad was upset that the son might try to take the throne. Like, oh, okay. Uh, so it's like, you know, you never really know, right? Like, yeah, we weren't there, but uh, the movie is excellent. It is good. It's on Viki. Like you it. can watch it. Everybody's really great in it. It's really yeah. well acted. And I think the the pacing of the movie especially for it being like so little about like the events leading up to like yeah just the trial I think that the pacing is really well done mm-hmm. like that 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 could have been really hairy and it could have been boring or like messy and it yeah. wasn't so that was nice I thought the romance was really portrayed really well too like that it was it, it yeah. walked a line, like, it didn't get super silly, but it was sweet, and it was funny, and it was kind of sexy, and it was romantic, but it was also, you know, had, going on a, in this framework, like... It had, like, a, a feeling of reality to it, so mm-hmm. it's like, it's not, rom- like, it's hard to even call it a romance, per se, because it's not like a, you know, like a romantic film and stuff but it's like you can tell that these two people genuinely loved each other quite a bit and that's you know in the sense they don't do romantic things in the movie like it's just they love each other and they respect each other and she likes his poem and she's like hey that's a cool poem let's live together and he's like don't be silly and then he's like yeah, all right. You threw soup in that guy's face. Oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, you, I, seem, yes. you, seem, you seem on the level. All right. Let's, yeah. let's live together. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was probably more to it than that. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. They but, both seem pretty they, crazy. You so. only have a certain amount of time for the movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a movie. You don't get eight episodes to develop their relationship before they kiss. No, they're just, they're like... Okay, we have an hour and a half to tell a succinct tale about two lovers defying an empire. Let's do it. We recommend it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Two thumbs Definitely. up for Home Italia. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's very relevant to the times. There's a lot of stuff you can learn from it and reflect in your own life. And I think if you're really into Korean dramas, um, 
I know watching like Chicago typewriter really helped me to have a bit more of a framework mm -hmm. for things. So watching some of this stuff from the Japanese occupation time period can help you to have mm -hmm. a better sense of the media that you're watching. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Or, you know, just Google it, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you don't, Google's a thing. you can do yeah, that Google's, too. Google's great. Like if you don't know something, you can usually Google it and find out stuff about it without having to demand other people tell it to you. Like this resource is there for you, my dudes. But mind you, don't believe everything you read on the internet. There's a fine line you want. If you only find something mentioned once with absolutely no evidence, be skeptical. Treat it like an academic paper. Where is the peer review process? Where are the links? Where are you getting this information? This is important things to learn in these days. Mm -hmm. Google is not a source. Google yeah. is a way to find sources. Exactly. You got to fact check. To quote a guy that my husband uh, was a professor of my husband's in university. If your mom tells you something, fact check your mom. So I don't care if the source is your mother. I'm going to need a second one. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Next week's episode is going to be another fun surprise for y'all. If you follow us on Twitter and are seeing uh, what we've been posting and watching you might have figured out what it is since you know what well, you know if, if you're that closely attuned you sort of figure out what we're up to but uh it's gonna be a fun time next week uh probably a lot more involved and long than this episode is um and i will finally be back home so Yay. i won't be recording on my phone anymore like I'm very excited. Microphone. I'm so, oh God, I haven't been home in so long. Three months, man. I've been, I've been living in, a, in my friend's basement for three months. By the time this comes out, you will be home. I will True. be home. <laughs> anyway, so you might not see me on the day that this comes out because I'm going to be home and enjoying being home for a day or two. Just, I'm going to disconnect from the internet for a little while to enjoy my puppy and my husband so uh anyway this has been another episode of the certified nunas we watched anarchists from colony and really enjoyed it and it's on viki and we think you should watch it if you want to become a sponsor of this podcast you can go to ko-fi.com slash certified nunas to become an official copy sponsor we stick up some fun stuff on there the stuff gets cut out of the episode some other little things here and there and we love all of our sponsors they help pay for our uh our production costs our you know online storage space and everything and we think you're all the tops um thank you for listening to us if you listen to us somewhere great but if you want to mix it up we are on Spotify. We are on Apple iTunes. We are on Google Play. We are on Podbean. We are on Stitcher. We are on YouTube. And all of our episodes are on certifiednunas.com, our website, which also has blog posts, quizzes, all sorts of fun stuff over there. And where Jesse puts all the links to everything we talk about. So if there's something that you're interested in, there will be a link to where we found it there. Uh, so that's right. We put our sources right on the blog post. <laughs> we are still taking submissions 
for our community recipe book. We take all, all sorts. They can be baking, drinks, dinners, desserts, snacks, whatever. If it's a recipe that you make, we want it. So send those in to certifiednunas at gmail.com. Uh, if you have a picture of it, include a picture. Uh, if And include what name you want put with it and a title for what the recipe is. They do not have to be professional level. We accept all the pinch of salt, spoonful of butter. Keep it like your grandma's recipes, We, if you know what I'm talking about. If you ever seen a church cookbook, that's what we're up about. So please send all of those to us. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you have a great week and keep fighting the good fight. All right. Bye. 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 When you Bye. try your best, but you don't <laughs> succeed.